everyone, Randy Dietrich, and my mission is to add value to others. I believe in the power of the human spirit. My goal is to encourage you to pursue all your dreams with all your imagination. And thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's talk, please share with a friend. Add value to the world. The second half of a person's life is simply made up of nothing more than the habits that they've acquired in the first half of their life. Are you with me on this? You see it play out all the time, right? You may think that this little presentation is going to be about habits, but it's not about habits. It's more about discipline and control. It's actually more about emotional control. You know, I heard a great presentation by Dr. Dispenzia, and he made some great points. I thought we should build on this. You know how I'm always talking about how the key to life is to never allow the negative on the outside to get on the inside of us and take root. You've heard me say that over and over and over throughout the podcast, in the underground room, I rail on this stuff. It's so important. Well, it has to do with controlling our emotions so that the negative emotions are not in us long enough to take root and grow into a big, hairy monster that becomes part of your personality. So far, so good? Here's what I mean by this. Let's say there's a young man who's normally upbeat. I mean, this guy's a positive, upbeat, happy guy. But what happened was his girlfriend just broke up with him. So he's kind of feeling bummed out. And he's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. And, you know, and you bump into him and you go, hey, you okay, man? He goes, yeah, I'm, I'm all right. Just, you know, my girlfriend just left me and I'm, I'm feeling kind of down and out. And he's expressing his emotions. This is all good. So far, so good, right? It's all healthy to do this stuff. So now, five days pass. You see the same guy again, walking down the sidewalk. And you bump into him, you go, hey, man, hey, how, how, how you doing? And the guy's kind of moping around, he's feeling sorry for himself. And you look at him and go, are you, are you really, are you okay? He goes, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I'm just in a bad mood. Now notice that the emotion has now converted to a mood that he's in. He couldn't overcome and let go of that negative emotion that he had. And now what was supposed to be a passing feeling has taken root in him as a short-term mood he's in. So far, so good? All right, let's keep going now. 30 days later, you run into that same young man and he's still feeling down and out. He's walking with his head down. He's lethargic. The guy doesn't even smile anymore. He has the temperament, and that's the key word now, the temperament, as if the original negative emotion is now in charge of his life. And you ask him, man, dude, what's, how's it going? He says, you know, I, I got to tell you, it's not going good. I just can't seem to shake this down feeling I'm in. I can't help it. I feel down every day anymore. When you walk away from the guy, you kind of feel bad for him, right? You're kind of feeling for this guy. He was once an upbeat, positive, happy guy. And only like 35 days later, here he stands, just down and out. A few seconds later, you bump into someone and you get talking. And you mention this young man to this person and they go, oh yeah, I know that person. I met them about 20 days ago. And then you say to him, oh yeah, he, he, he seems really down and out. And the new friend goes, oh, no, that's his personality. That's just how he is. He's a down and out kind of guy. This is how a single event in a person's life can go from a feeling to an emotion, to a mood, to a temperament, to a personality trait. The key is to never allow the negative on the outside to ever get on the inside of you. Don't let those negative emotions be there long enough to grow roots and build a house inside of you. Your mind can either be used as a keeper of the past or a creator of the future. The choice is yours every day.
You all know my goal. It's to stay the eight-year-old all the time. I love y'all. Kind of an interesting concept, mm-hmm. right? I, I feel like we we talk about don't let the negative on the outside get on the inside a lot. I feel like that's a a common discussion that we have because it's so true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of want to jump into it from like a devil's advocate perspective, yeah, if that's okay, to kind of tear it apart, right? So, right, like first, you know, first impressions matter most. That's what everybody says across the board. Sure, absolutely. So, yeah. For someone that's experiencing or going through that, right? Like, for example, if I didn't know who Randy Dietrich was and you and I, right, I just met you, shook your hand, whatever it was. You don't know what I'm going through. I don't know what you're going through. I could have just went through the craziest, most insane instance scenario in my life. Mm-hmm. And it just so happens that I'm bumping into you and it's like, damn, like, here we go. Like, you're catching me at the tail end of something that's so bad mm-hmm. or some, or vice versa, so good what do you do in that situation or how do you navigate that situation? Right? Like mm-hmm. cause you're meeting me for the first time. You don't know me from a hole in a wall and my persona, my attitude, my, the way I go about our conversation obviously would be drastically different if you caught mm-hmm. me on a good day or if you catch me on that bad day, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what's like for someone that's experiencing that, right? Yep. First impressions truly do matter. Mm-hmm. Do you ask for a second? Well, you're, and you're just meeting me for the first time. I'm just meeting you for the first, first time. time. Okay, so remember the remember the podcast called "Put on Your Smile." Absolutely, every morning, right? Put on your smile, and we talked about Johnny Carson. I think, mm-hmm. I believe, right? And Johnny Carson, Johnny Carson, every night for years and years and years, he got on the, sh- the Tonight Show or his his evening show, and the guy was brilliant. He was happy, he was upbeat, he was positive, and the world came to him. He put on a smile every night. Johnny Carson went through something like three divorces. He, I think, he lost a child. But every single night he showed up. And one of those nights was the night where every, his whole world was imploding, but he put on a smile and he showed up. I get goosebumps saying this stuff, Ralph, because a lot of times we allow our emotions to control our projection to the world. The key is to show up every day. Give it your best shot every single day. Mm. And I it, you remember the fake it till you make it. You know, like I don't agree that you should be faking things. You face it till you make it. And if that means that I need to face the challenges that I'm going through and give it my very best moment right now, and I'm going to give you my very best, like you, you, I know you well enough now that I've talked about some challenges I've gone through. Absolutely. Right. But early on, you never would never know. People think I have no problems and I, I really don't I have a lot of challenges, but I don't really have any problems, but everyone has challenges. In fact, the more you want to accomplish in this life, the more challenges and problems you're going to be handed because you're looking to move the world. When you move the world, there's resistance. And there, therein lies the challenges, you know? So I, I, I would say the people that the people that the, the, in, in the highest leadership positions, they're the ones that need to put on their smile the most every day. Just think Johnny Carson. He never didn't show up. He always showed up. Think Jay Leno always showed up. And mm-hmm. did he have challenging days? Of course, but I'll always show up in my underground experience. I've gone into that already moments before I'm whooped. Things are going on in my life. Um, remember that remember the township was coming after me trying to oh, shut things down. Absolutely. And I'm like thinking, oh my gosh, you know, is this the last underground I'm ever going to be able to do? Are they going to find a way to close this thing down? And I need to go in there and present an upbeat, positive message to everyone in the room. There's 42 people depending on me to show up. Do I show up or do I allow my negative emotions to ruin their day too? Mm. And that's the choice we have. It can ruin, it can ruin our day and everybody else's day around us or we can choose. It's not going to ruin my day or your day. I feel like it takes a different mindset. And when I mean different, like it's not a normal, 
right? I think naturally people like, for example, mm-hmm. myself, like I naturally like to think that I'm a happy go lucky, you know, take it as a, mm-hmm. as it goes on sort of day, but there's just some days where you just get beat up and it's hard to, mm-hmm. I don't want to say put up a front because then that kind of contradicts our make or fake it till you make it. Mm-hmm. So you're not faking it, but you do have to put on some sort of a front to mm-hmm. this is who I am. Like, this mm-hmm. is what it is. I'm not going to let that get in the way, but sometimes, man, that's just hard. Mm-hmm. But right? it's a, it, I'm with you, but I also say it's, it's not quite a front. Like a lot of times when something big hits me and it's really bad stuff, I'll immediately go, Oh, this is awesome. And everyone around me will laugh. I go, oh my God, that's your response. I go, yeah, it is. This is a big problem, but without problems, it'd be zero opportunities. And there, there lies there. There's the shift. All of a sudden, everything in your life changes because now it's not, it's not going to be, oh, I can't believe this. Now I got to deal with all this stuff. You go, wonderful. Life thinks that I'm so great that it's given me this major challenge to overcome. If, if, if I wasn't good enough to, ch- to solve this challenge, it wouldn't be given to me. Simple as that. And if I don't overcome this one, I won't get the next big challenge. So any problems that come at you, the immediate response is, this is awesome. This mm. is awesome. Oh, my God. Wait till we get to the other side of this. Wait till see how bright the sun shines over there. Remember the story when I was when I was augering out in the front yard of the winery? And you pulled up the... Ripped up the electric lines. <laughs> I mean, all of a sudden, I turn around and the whole winery's out. I'm like, <laughs> like, oh, my God. And I see the wires wrapped around the auger. And I walk inside, I'm like... Hey, Sally, uh, I, I just ripped the electric lines out of the ground, but it's really actually a good thing. And she died laughing. She goes, only you would say that's a good thing. That's <laughs> like, so funny. Why is that good? I go, well, because now I can rewire it in a way that we should have done in the first place. And we did. Interesting. Now there's, now there's, now there's a, a drop box there that you can drop down in there. You can work on it. It's, it's a better system now. And that's the way it is. When things break, you can make it better. Just the other day, Ralph, I had a, we got a call from Wegmans down in, in Philadelphia. Nightmare phone call. Godfather doesn't taste right. I'm thinking, oh my God, Godfather, what? Godfather is top 1% wine in the world. We baby that wine like crazy. We know that wine scientifically inside and out, right? Really take care of it. And, you know, Wegmans call him. You need to come pick it up. Bad batch. I'm thinking, wow. And this could happen. Sure. I mean, we bottle thousands and thousands and hundreds of thousands of bottles and you may have one or two here and that doesn't, doesn't work out. So then I'm thinking, all right, this, this is a, this is a, this could be a big challenge here. Great stuff. Let's, let's attack this. So the very next day we're going down there to change out that case. We bring it up here that night. I'm down at the winery uh, with all the pe- everyone around and we're doing blind taste tests. Don't tell me which is which. Let me smell them. Let me taste them. I go, there's no issue here. There's no issue. I, I go, this one I think is better bottle than that one. And they go, oh my God, that's the bottle that they think there's a problem with. I go, yeah, there, there's no problem. But you know what happened with this? Just like that, we start researching, okay, if this were to hit us again, how can we be better prepared for this challenge that we just got faced with? So Jeff goes online and he goes, oh my God, we could buy this little scanner, a little printer machine that attaches the bottling line and it'll scan something on every single bottle that'll be discrete, a little, little, little jet mm-hmm. printer thing. And we could basically identify every bottle, every moment, all the time, everywhere. That will show up at the end of this week. It'll be implemented. And the challenge of the Godfather that I just went through is going to save me and prepare me for a bigger challenge I'm about to go through. That's the approach to life. If you use all the problems in your life as stepping stones to the next problem, oh my God, one day you could be someone that is so, so has a, such ability to be a leader in the world that you are given major problems of society and mm. society looks to you and goes, please help us imagine. But if you can't solve the little ones and their problems and they, they wipe you out emotionally, you'll never get the big ones. It's an interesting take on it. Yeah. Most of the time when people get problems, they become emotionally drained. 
That's they what get, it is. I, I think that's get, what it comes to. Whooped. You get whooped. It knocks them out. And sometimes it's just that whooping right. that takes a toll right. on you. Right. right. Some days you just want to pack up one day. Just mm-hmm. I'm gonna take a day off. Absolutely. I need to just take a chill mm-hmm. pill. But I, I will speak from experience with you because we followed you around for two weeks with a camera, uh, well, with multiple cameras to do the documentary. And I will say to people that are listening that when you go into film a documentary on somebody, you want to find problems. You have to mm-hmm. because then that makes it just makes for good drama, makes for good television. Mm-hmm. And I will say. That we and we were what from like five in the morning to like nine o'clock mm-hmm. at night. We were mm-hmm. in your face every day, mm-hmm. and it's crazy to to say it, but every challenge that you had, every challenge that was thrown at you, you faced it with that smile. So it's mm-hmm. it's it's mm-hmm. cool hearing you say it, but I still have an issue just comprehending it because mm-hmm. it's like I just don't. It's hard. Mm-hmm. It's a challenge. Someone mm-hmm. that's so happy, right, would sit back and be like, "How could somebody be so happy?" But you're a product of it, and that's what it is. Yeah, I really. Th- it's because growing up with my mom, my mom basically program my mind to never see a problem as a problem. A problem is a challenge that life has given you to make you a better person. When you have like when you have a perspective like that, all of a sudden you're actually looking for challenges. You're looking for problems to solve. And the, but then there's going to be a downside of this because someone might talk to me and they'll give me a problem. I instantly want to solve their problem. Mm. And that can hurt the relationship because they just want to be heard. And here I'm like, I, I can fix this for you because you're searching for problems. I see. So there, there's a balance to it all. But anyway, the whole key to the whole darn thing is to live a life where the society does not trick you into thinking that opportunities are problems because they're not. They're one and the same. Mm, problems are opportunities. Really? Every one of them. Thank you, Randy. Mm-hmm.